Hello. Hello. <laughs> Listen to our new intro. Isn't it so cool? That was made by our good friend Rainer Rani. Thank you. Thank you very much. In studio in with studio us today. In studio with us today. How whatever fun. the studio is. How exciting. Uh, <laughs> He's leaving time, now. <laughs> yeah, the first time we've ever had live music. What? Oh. That was so cool. Uh, did he just leave? He just left. He grabbed a book and he skedaddled. He could not handle He did not want to be pressure. part of the podcast. <laughs> he was a part of it with his fingers. He was. His just fingers for a were a part second, of it. And he brought us he brought us all closer. It was good. I really liked that. I did too. I hope you guys all liked that too. <laughs> Tell us, rate rate the intro. <laughs> Just like you tweet at us and <laughs> And you text us. <laughs> I'm gonna give out my personal phone number. <laughs> oh, don't do that. Hannah. Nope, nope, bad call, bad call. While you're listening to No Apologies, the podcast, um, this is my friend Andrew Larson. And this is my friend Hannah Hoffman. And we're here to talk about the environment and our lives and be funny. <laughs> we try. So much. Oh, so we, much trying. We sometimes Do we try too hard? I think we try a little bit too hard. But yeah. like the perfect amount of like they can tell that we care because we try too hard. Yes, we care. Can we talk about the like number <laughs> of Iowa State tie blankets that you're <laughs> sitting in the shelves of our studio? <laughs> so the studio is a um, open... It's an open concept. Um, um, a lot of natural light. There's... Um, <laughs> Some a fridge. There's a TV. Yeah, there's beverages. there's flags on the wall. Oh, there's, very nice. There's rope lighting. <laughs> I have rope lighting. Lining, in my room too. <laughs> lining the corners of the room. Um, and <laughs> nothing yes. says classy like rope lighting. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's some the there's three some, succulents. There's some succulents in the window. What are their names? Um, Tom, Dick, and Harry. Tom, Dick, and Harry. They're doing so well. Yeah. Which one's Harry? Uh, that, that one. one. Yeah. And so is Tom on the far end. Tom, Dick. Dick. Yeah. I think it's perfect. Very fitting. We'll yes. put we'll put a little snap picture of that on the Instagram so yeah. you can see the ambiance of the room. Our, our studio. <laughs> yeah, our studio. Our studio. Because... Our studio changes every week, just like we do. <laughs> exactly. We aren't we aren't married to anything. We're ready. We're yeah. we're new, evolving, cutting edge. You know, we didn't want to go to the library today. No, it's raining. <laughs> It's no raining. library today. It's raining, it's cold, and... Hannah forgot the coffee in her car, so Hannah, we're doing great. <laughs> do, I could have made us coffee here, too. You know, it's just, I feel like at this point, it's like we just can't have it, because... <laughs> <laughs> we, we tried and we, we failed. We tried and we failed, and there's and it's, it is what it is. Yeah. Well... How are you doing? I'm doing great. I, uh, I just got some roller skates this week. I'm really? Like, yeah, I'm so excited. They're like quad roller skates, they're holographic... Oh. I'm so excited. I'm going to get so good at roller skating and maybe learn some tricks. I'm going to go to the skate park and show up all the 11-year-olds on their skateboards. I will come. Girl I gang. will watch that. Yes. I yes, watch, yes, yes. I would watch you tear it up on the skate park. Are you talking about the skate park in Ames? That's I'm like, talking about the skate park in Ames. It's like... Can we record an episode there this summer? At the summer? skate park? Yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. I can't wait for this summer. <laughs> we will sit on the edge of the... I'll bring my roller skates, and we can take some audio recording of my skating, <laughs> and then every so often you'll just hear like a, and that'll be me hitting the pavement, because yeah. I'm not that good at it yet. Yeah, it, should we dress the part, or is that too far? Oh, let's totally dress the part. Okay. Totally dress the part. We can like wear so, our like hoodies. Do you have like... A, a snapback? Snapbacks. Snapbacks. Yes. I'll put like really, like a lot of black eyeliner on yeah. my eyes. I don't own any DC shoes. Oh, no. Is that okay? I think maybe I might have some when I was a kid. <laughs> 
Okay. Well, we can do it. We'll do it. It'll be great. It'll yeah. be like costume day. Yeah. And we can like pretend that we're lots way of cooler. chains, maybe lots of chains. Oh my gosh, for real. And just like, or maybe no. And we can like sag our jeans. I'm getting my. I'm getting my like subgenres of. You're kind of getting a little, ga- kids, a little gangster like, instead yeah. of like kind of like skate. No chains. No tight chains. pants though. Tight pants. Tight skinny jeans. Like too tight. Oh, I'm. Oh, it's, and if you have like paint splattered right, belts. I'm envisioning <laughs> sixth grade right now, yeah. and it's kind of terrifying. Kind of terrifying. Oh my gosh, if we had those big like thick bracelets that said like boobies on them, did you wear those? Oh, oh my god, we need those. And we just put them all the way up our arms. Those. <laughs> what was like? What was two thousand and ten? Or I don't know. What What even was that? Like two thousand eight or two thousand nine? Maybe it feels like just what even was happening. I, I was wearing like hard headbands, like then they were metallic. I don't know if that was cool or if that was just something I was doing. <laughs> I think it was just I wore I think a lot it just been me. of cargo shorts. Cargo shorts, cargo shorts were the way to go. See, I was friends with all the athletes. Oh, okay, like all the athletic kids. Right? Did you? Okay, this is. I know that you're trying to tell a story, but real talk. Did you have one of those necklaces? Yeah. Yeah. What were those? What was that? That was what everyone that thought they could play baseball wore. Yes. Yes. I'm so glad that you wore one. Base- I feel like I'm learning so much about you. Here's the funny story. Okay. Baseball cult- culture back then for like fifth grade, sixth grade boys was cool. Okay. And you had your Nike Elite socks, you know? Right. With the like right. stripe up and the And you back. like warm, like pulled up over yes. your shoes so everyone yes. could see it. I never played baseball then. Right. I only played like t-ball. Okay. Okay. So Same I- thing. Same thing. So I was a poser. Was I a poser? Oh my god, you were a po- You didn't actually play, but you wore the Nike Elite socks and the... What were they called, those things that you wore around your neck? Oh, um... Should we phone a friend real quick? Phone a friend. Hey, hey did you... Hey, uh, were hey. you an athlete in high school? I don't know. Did you wear those necklaces? Do you, you remember what they were the called? Things, but I don't well, the ones... They were Did like it start with an F? They were... Should I look it up? I'm having my computer. You have right in your computer right in front of you. Um, just so you guys all know, that was just one of my roommates that came in. He's um, great. He's chill. Braided necklace baseball players wear. <laughs> Fighting. It's not an yes, S. It's PH. Fighting. <laughs> yes. Those. We will put a picture up of those because yep. those were. That was that was the time. Those were culturally like dominant. Yeah. What I mean, but like, was it? You got to think. The family that made those. Oh my god. Has to be so rich. Much money. So much money. They're, they're like $40. They're $40, and everyone had at least three. Yeah. Because you had to match your outfit with it. Because if it didn't match your outfit, then you weren't cool. It, and they so look stupid weird. now. They look so dumb. It looks like, um, you know, uh, like the thing, the ropes that graduates wear? Yes. It looks like one of those, yes, but short and with a snap on it. Like yeah, a clasp. Yeah, it was like a little, like a buckle. Like you buckled it. It was like a dog collar. And I, I mean, distinctly some people are into that, but <laughs> I distinctly, yeah, I have some friends that wear chokers. Yeah, it's different, but different, um, different. Um, I distinctly remember my favorite one was my Purdue one. Oh, because I had family that went to Purdue, okay. and like, I grew up a Purdue fan. Okay, I don't know. Interesting. Probably should go to therapy about Probably, that. Probably, but... but what do you do? <laughs> Um, but yeah, oh, now, Hannah's it. just sitting on her computer scrolling <laughs> through images of baseball players wearing these. It was so, do like, I wonder if people still wear them. I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I think now is like the chain. The like, chain. Like people, to wear like your gold chain. People wear chains with like the cross on it. Because these were like chains. 
in a clothing sense. They were like clothing chains. It, like, it, I mean, fabric. I don't know. Yeah. They're I like don't. a chain made of fabric, but now guys just wear like the, the gold or the silver chain with a cross on it. That's, right. That's, that's, the that's new, what to wear. That's the new cultural thing. I'm going to put, I'm going to look that up now. <laughs> uh, but What's up with you, Andrew? I, or I guess, did you, just were we trying done to talking get, about the Just trying Titans? to get over my realization that I was a poser back then. Oh, that's, you know, that's a hard thing to come to terms with. <laughs> I'm actually going to uh, sit on this ottoman. Yeah, sit on it. <laughs> um, I'm doing great, actually. You're doing great? Yeah. That's like, amazing. Like, I mean, I submitted a big final project Yay? on Friday. So um, you're done with that? Done with that, yes. Uh, if you like ask shoes. me anything you want about Neil Smith National Wildlife Refuge, oh and I God, can no, that's so cool. maybe tell you about yeah. it. Yeah, where is it? It's in Iowa. <laughs> What's there? Um, this so is a test. They have a bunch of prairie okay. remnants, which is super cool. Um, they have, they actually have um, herds of elk Ooh. and bison. Okay. So, just so y'all know, elk and bison both used to be in Iowa, like just right, like white, just like white-tailed deer are now. Yeah. Um, but they also shared the land with bison and elk, which is super cool. Super cool. Super weird. Super weird. It's like a picture weird. like elk being here. Right? A picture bison being here. Like I know there are some over in like um the Lost Hills, but Yeah. Man. Well not not really wild though. Not right? not wild. I yeah, mean they're like in a, enclosures, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean they're somewhat wild now. Kind of, yeah. Kind of. In a reserve. They're trying. They're trying, right. They're like rehabilitating. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, no, it's it's a super cool area and it's named after I believe he was a senator, Neil okay. Smith. Okay. Um it was actually going to be a wetland complex oh. and then they found this prairie remnant oh. and so they're like change up Save it. we're gonna make it a prairie and then they put all these animals in there that's so cool um so now they have like a healthy herd that repop like they reproduce and is that the one that we visited with dr doug like in the 200 series like I right at the very end don't think so you don't think so i don't really remember what, what you're class talking. are you doing this for um, forestry 452, ecosystem oh. management. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Is it fun? It's okay. Yeah. 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 Um, it's tough. Okay. And I will say it's more about like, it's not about the science of everything. It's more about the like, uh, like communication oh. of talking to people like landowners, like learning how to work with stakeholders, like that. Yeah. um, the government, like that That's portion real. of it it's more of the like paperwork and like person to person part of the whole deal which is important to learn right because that's definitely like not yeah. something that we focus on and we like we talk about policies and okay. things like that which i think you would really enjoy right? the class. i would like that probably yeah. <laughs> um a lot of people are not huge fans of the class um but i like it it's cool yeah, yeah. I, I got i get that cool yeah. well <sighs> I'm, that's all I really have. Yeah, you don't have any special things, just, special it's announcements? Just my roller skates, man. <laughs> so hyped, so hyped. You should follow me on Instagram. I'll be posting trick videos. I think I'm going to, like, I think I'm going to become, like, a, a, an Instagram influencer and just do roller you, skating. Well, if you become an influencer, that will be huge for our podcast. It would be so huge for our podcast, <laughs> but I, I think first maybe I have to develop the skating, but if you uh, are a listener of the podcast and want to support mm-hmm. my skate dreams, Hoffman 29 on Instagram. I'm <laughs> 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 a blatantly... Shameless plug. Shameless yeah. plug. Follow me on Instagram. Oh, man. Oh. 
I go first today. You go first today. Let's hear it. What are we talking okay. about today? So, my story okay. is a story that is familiar to everyone. Okay. However, the details are what's not familiar For to everyone. For real, because I think I'm going to get educated. Yeah. I, I figured this would be a good thing. This isn't going to be like a... This thing is bad. This thing is good. This right. is mostly like an educational right, story. Right, like here for are everyone. the facts. Yes. Do with them what you will. Yes, it is kind of a bummer. Yeah. What do you do? <laughs> but, it's okay. Mine's happy, and we're closing. Okay, with good. It, so good deal. I hope that everyone can hear us. <laughs> I think they could. Okay. I mean, hopefully, right? It's really quiet in here, so we should be the only thing. That's true. That the Two weeks in a row of crystal clear. Crystal clear vocals. <laughs> here we are on NPR. Just kidding. No, no, scratch that. <laughs> scratch that, scratch that. We're going to scratch freeze frame. You're probably oh, okay. wondering how we got into this copyright lawsuit. What if someone... No, I do not think that they would... I don't think they care. No, they'd be like, oh, those kids. They're oh, just... those good kids. They're just trying. Um, Let's hear it. Let's hear your thing. My story is on the Flint water crisis. Okay. Yes. Here we go. Buckle your seatbelts. <laughs> Buckle your seatbelts. It's seat still happening, guys. We're driving to Flint, Michigan. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be a long drive. We're going to cry. It's We're going to listen be... to a lot of oldies, a lot of songs to sing in the shower, Spotify playlist. <laughs> Spotify is truly the only way to go. The only way. <laughs> okay. We're in Flint, Michigan. We just arrived, right? Okay. Um, so, it's 1980. 1980. And, um... It used to be a fairly booming city, okay. right? Okay, so um, General Motors had a huge autom- autom- <laughs> car plant. <laughs> I tried yep. to say automotive plant. I know, you did. It's great. They had a big plant there in um, Flint, and it was... Making like, cars? It dr- like, drew- drove the economics of the city, right? Okay, right. Similar so that, to like what... the story of like Detroit. Right. right. So, like, all these car manufacturers, like, As what, they make help their... drive the economy, and they employ all the people, yeah. everything like that, okay? So, in the 1980s, the economy started to, to droop there. As it does. Which, didn't it kind of, wasn't there a decline in the economy overall in the United States in the 1980s? Maybe I'm wrong. I I I want to say that I don't know enough to That's validate fine. or not validate. That well, either statement. way, <laughs> either way, there in in Flint, Michigan, there was okay. okay? Um, and so. That's because General Motors downsized. Okay. So they, like, they cut a bunch of people. Oh. It, like, negatively impacted the economy. economy. Yeah. Um, and so, one, a lot of the people that worked there moved. Right. Okay? So that right. freed you up a lot. You have to go get a new job. It freed yeah. up a lot of the housing there. Okay. The housing was not taken care of. Okay. Then all the property there became cheap. So, like, low-income housing? Yes. Yeah. It's all low-income housing, for okay. the most part. I'm not going to generalize, but, Right, like, but there is we're a painting lot of, a picture, There too. is a lot of low-income housing there now, okay? Okay. So, fast forward to 2011. That's okay. where our story starts now. Okay. Okay? Well, it started in 1980, but... But you now it's 2011. Yeah. So, s- several years of decline and just kind of, like, being stagnant. Okay. No growth. Ugh. Just lots of, just like... like Poor income people moving to the city. Okay. Because it was cheap housing. Because of housing. cheap housing. But there's yes. no jobs because the factory, like, yes. sized down. Yes. Okay. And also think about this. In Detroit, what was it, 2008 when the stock market fell? Right, and the and whole so, like, and... Yeah, and so people were like, I don't have a job. Yeah, I have to move to, like... house payment. Uh, yes. So there's lots of, like, um, government-owned housing there okay. and... You know how that goes. Yeah. It doesn't get taken care of, and it's kind of a bummer. 
Um, I have another story I should tell about that, about a St. Louis government housing project. Okay. That's a really cool story. Should we back pocket it? Yeah, we're going to put that in the back pocket okay. for next week, maybe. Um, Ooh, spoilers! Yeah. <laughs> or um, maybe like a teaser trailer. Teaser anyway. trailer, yeah. <laughs> so in 2011, um, the state of Michigan realized that Flint, the city of Flint's finances were so bad okay. that they had to take over. Okay. Oh, wow. So, okay. Um, it was an, they did an audit... On okay. the city, and it was projected around $25 million in deficit, the oh city was. God. So, like, they were broke. They needed help, Basically, yeah. they needed a lot of help. Um, and in order to, like, cut back on the fu- funding and, like, try and save them money, right. um, they proposed this new pipeline for water access, okay? Right. So this new pipeline was going to take water from Lake Huron, which is a great lake. Right. Um, to Flint. <laughs> Get it? Great lake. <laughs> it's a great lake, but it's also great. It is a great lake. <laughs> yeah. It would have been great if, if the pipeline had been finished. Oh, no. So, in 2014, while it was still under construction, okay. <clears throat> they're still pretty broke. Okay. okay. It's a pretty poor city. Okay. They're trying. Right, right. And I'll get to the trying here in a little bit. Okay. okay. So in 2014, while it was still under construction, the city was like, we need water. Right. So they decided to use the Flint River as a water source. Okay. So they redirected all of their water. Um, so instead of getting water from the lake, they're trying to get it from the river? Until the pipe new pipeline project is, is built. Yes. Okay, okay. Yes. Um, before that, I don't really believe that they had... Like a good... A good connection anywhere else. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, that was... So I'm going to backtrack a little bit, too, just because I want to explain the pipeline yeah. and everything a little bit better. So um, that was in 2012. They decided that they were going to use pipeline. this pipeline to try and, like, switch the city's water supply. It's a supplier. pipeline for clean water, right? Yeah. So before... It's not like an oil pipeline or anything. Correct. Okay. So before it was... They used water from Detroit Water and Sewage Department. Okay. So they got water from Detroit, basically. Right. From the Detroit water access. Um, and so they were switching to the Carignandi Water Authority. Which okay. is... If you know anything about, like, water, di- water regional districts, basically there's just, like, different areas with different aquifers in the ground okay. that they pull water from okay and there's like authorities like councils that oversee these these districts basically okay, okay. so they, they they were switching to the Carignandi water authority i might be saying that wrong who cares that's okay okay um so in 2013 they were like crap we need to switch over to a right. different water source while this pipeline is being built okay yeah okay so in 2014 they officially switched to the flint river water source okay as a source of water okay um and that was in april of 20 2014 okay okay so they're using the flint river because they're like yep the sewage one from detroit isn't working out and we're waiting for the pipeline to be built yep okay soon after the switch though residents said the water started to look smell and taste funny bad that was August 14th, 2014, so literally, like, what? So, May, June, July, August. Four months. Four months. took four months for people to realize, hmm, this needs to get tested. this isn't as good as... So, the city announces to the public that there's fecal coliform bacterium detected in the water supply. Prompting a boil water advisory. Right. So, then you have to boil all your water before you can consume it. Yeah. Okay. And that was all on the west side of Flint. Okay. 
I don't know much about the geography of the city, but I'm assuming that that's based off of the social parts of the story. I think that was the lower income part yeah. of the city. Unfortunately, yeah, right. That's okay, that's how it always works, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> um. So the city, in like in response to that, they boost the amount of chlorine in the water and okay. they flush the system. Like a normal boil order would, right? You would do How to it would address be that. anywhere. So yeah. the advisory is lifted like seven days later. Okay. Okay, in August twentieth. So, September fifth, twenty fourteen okay. of the same year. Okay. They issue another boil order. So this is like fifteen days later. September. I mean, yeah, yeah it's re- like not even a month later. They're okay. like, oh crap, new boil order because there was another positive test for coliform bacteria. Great. Okay. So, that bacteria, I don't know much about bacteria. Okay. But basically, the presence of that type of bacteria is a warning sign that E. coli... um, (laughs) ...or other disease-causing organisms may have been contaminating the water. Okay. Um, So, basically, the city officials are, like, telling residents that they're going to flush the pipes again... Okay. ...add more chlorine to the water. Okay. And after four days, the residents are told they can safely consume the water again from the top. Okay. No big deal. Yeah, we fixed it. Well, like... And I think at this point, people are like... Okay. Yeah. We understand that there's probably going to be some issues when you switch water sources yeah. like that. Like, we understand there's going to be growing pains while we get wait for right, this new right. pipeline. That's fair. But then I think people start, I mean, but people are probably a little annoyed at this right, point, you know? Right, right. Um, and October 1st, so not even another month later. Right. <laughs> the Michigan Department of Environmental Quality issues a governor's briefing um, outlining possible causes for the contamination oh, issues no. because they're like, well, now we have to address it. Right, because right? it's um, happened twice and yeah. people are worried. And So among the problems were leaking valves and aging cast iron pipes susceptible to build up a bacteria. Bad. Um, then the Department of Environmental Quality, which will come back into the story later, Okay. Um, concludes that flushing the system and incre- increasing the chlorine in the water will limit the number of boil water advisories in the future. Okay. So basically it's not really a long-term plan. Right. It's just It's basically like, saying we're well, put a band-aid on it instead of mm-hmm. like yep, fix the thing. Yeah. October. <laughs> um I don't actually know what day. Okay. Later on in October. Yeah. The General Motors plant in Flint, remember they're still yep. there but yep. they, you know, they they stop using the water. Oh, due to no. concerns of high levels of chlorine. Yikes. Because they incl- they raised the high levels of chlorine in the water. To so kill high. all the bacteria, yeah. right? Um, and so the company strikes a deal with a neighboring township because they have the money to purchase water from Lake Huron. And so GM switches over to new water um, and because they have to. Because right. otherwise it's going to corrode their machinery. Oh, man. That cost the city $400,000. $400,000. But, like, they're going to pay it because they need GM. Right. Right. That's, right. So of course this is they the whole are. Issue. That's because their whole economy is... They need it. Based on GM. Yes. Oh. If GM leaves... They're so trapped. And... Yes. <clears throat> okay. So... I didn't know any of this. So I know. That's why... All I know about Flint is that the water's, like, bad. Yeah. I don't know why. Exactly. That's why I wanted to talk about this it. Because, like, everyone's like... This needs to happen, but like, and no one really but what this. happened to need this to happen? Right, and that's what, what, I and think what is should important. we not do in the future in yes. other places? <clears throat> okay, January second, twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. Three months later, the city announces 
that the water contains byproducts of disinfectants that may cause health issues. Oh, great. Including an increased risk for cancer. Oh, that's even better. Love it. The water is deemed safe for the general population, but elderly and parents of young children are cautioned to consult with doctors. Yikes. If you If you were a parent and you got that, yeah. what would you do? Oh, my God. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. You're like, oh, my God. <clears throat> Yeah. I, I, same. No good. No so, good. okay. Now, uh, January 12th. Tw- okay. Ten days later. Okay. After that announcement, um, the Detroit Water and Sewage Department um, offers to reconnect with the city. Um, so they're willing to, like, go back and get water from yes. where they used to. Okay. Yes. They're like, we're going to waive this $4 million fee to restore the service. Wow. Because we understand that you need it. Right. Because you're dying. City officials decline. You're kidding. Why? Citing concerns that the water rates could go up more than $12 million each year, with even with the reconnection fee waived. What the hell? So, I understand um, part of the reasoning. Okay. They're worried the residents cannot afford it. Right. The whole, so that's the whole, like a whole new problem. The whole reason that they switched in the first place is to because they can't, because they like, can't afford it. They need it. a more affordable water uh they need a more for sorry i just Did they give announcements throughout yeah the whole house? that was the whole pa thing wow yeah sorry that's so interesting yeah okay back on topic sorry okay so, okay so they they declined because they knew that the residents they were worried the residents would be able to afford it okay because it was going to go up 12 million dollars right each year. which is so fair but it's then it's like the whole argue then the whole problem is yeah isn't what like clean water like doesn't everyone have a right to that? Exactly. Oh, man. So, they decline because I think they're trying to stand by they're their trying. prince. You know, they're trying yeah, to they're stand like, on. Yeah, they're like, we're trying we to get clean water for our town. They're like, we made this decision, situation. like, three years ago. Yeah. We're going to do this. Okay. Because that was back in 2012 that they decided yeah. that. So, it would be new city officials. But I right. think, they, like, I think for the most part, the city agreed on that. Okay. And at that point, like, when they decided they were going to do this pipeline... That was like, we're coming back. You know, right. we're having a comeback. Right. Then all this hits. And then this is all bad. <clears throat> yes. Oh, man. So, January 21st, um, residents um, begin to bring jugs of discolored water to a community forum. Oh, no. Um, and there are some newspapers reporting that children are developing rashes and suffering from mysterious illnesses. Oh. <clears throat> It's like a like sci-fi novel. It it is. It's scary. And so that was like ten days after the they Detroit Water it. and Sewage Department tried to make that offer in the city, it declined. Oh my god! So it's not getting better. So like people are like not happy, but we and don't think know about how this: we're only it. in twenty fifteen right now. I know it's twenty nineteen. Yes. <laughs> so twenty fifteen or February twenty fifteen, um, the. Michigan Department of Environmental Quality notes some hiccups in the transition, um, <laughs> including a buildup of TTHM, okay. a cancer-causing byproduct of chlorine in an organic matter. Okay. Remember, they increase the organic or the chlorine levels in the water oh, to kill a no. bacteria. <clears throat> oh no. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, in a paper submitted to the governor Rick Snyder at the time, the Department of Environmental Quality states that elevated TTHM levels are not immediate health concern, um, but only because there's only been several years. Like, they haven't... The risk of the disease increases only after years of consumption. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
Snyder, the governor, announces a $2 million grant, though, to help fix the problems in the pipes and sewers. Okay, okay. So that was good. They're trying. Right? I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure there's controversy with that. So remember that. Okay, okay. Okay? Um, so, February 26th, the EPA okay. notifies the MDEQ, uh, that's the Environmental Quality Department, Okay, has detected dangerous levels of lead in the water at the home of Flint resident Leanne Walters. Leanne. Leanne is the beginning of the, the lead, lead water. issue. Yep. Oh, no. So, a mother of four, she had first contacted the EPA with concerns about dark sediment in her water, oh, possibly making her children sick. Um, oh my god, can you imagine? Yeah. And yep. like, well, you've probably just been giving your kids this water too, because like, of course you're going to trust the city, right? And if they're telling you it's clean, when or if you, you just wake boil up, it. You grab a, you grab a glass, and right. you just go to the sink, and you turn Fill it on, it and you drink it, because that's what you that's do. That's what you do. You shouldn't question You shouldn't have to worry yeah. about whether the water coming out of your so tap get this. is clean. The water that was tested by the EPA had 104 parts per billion of lead, nearly oh seven god. times greater than the EPA limit oh my god. of 15 parts per billion. Oh my god. Yep. <clears throat> That's no good. Um, and a follow-up with the EPA after another test indicated that the lead level in her water was 397 parts per billion. Holy. Which is... Holy. I do not know math. But, but 397 divided by 15 is a lot. A lot. Higher a than it should have been. A lot higher than it should be. Um, oh, God. So, that was in March. Okay. okay. So, March 23rd, the Flint City Council members voted 7 to 1 to stop using river water and to reconnect with, the tro- with Detroit. With Detroit. Okay, so, they so now decided, they're like, yes. yeah, we yep. made the wrong call. Um, however, now ah, there's always a however. Yeah. State-appointed emergency manager Jerry Ambrose overrules the vote, calling it incomprehensible. What? Claiming that the cost would skyrocket and that water from Detroit is no safer than water from Flint. Really? Because we haven't had any problems until we started getting our water from Flint. Mm-hmm. Think about that. What the hell? Dude, whose pocket is he in? I think you need, to, rem- I think you, I think you need to remember good old Jerry Ambrose. Okay. 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 And Rick Snyder, the governor. Rick Snyder, the governor, with a $20,000 <coughs> grant. Yes. Jerry Ambrose, the guy who mm-hmm. saw the vote. I'm sorry this story's so long, but it You're is doing great. like such a long story. That's that interesting. It needs to be told. You're doing so um, good. Okay. So, in June, a group of clergymen and activists, so, like, like, at this point, it's, like, people in the church, people in, like, like, high-up city, like, well-respected people are joining together. They file a lawsuit against the city, charging that the river water is a health risk. Yep. Um, The city attorney later says the lawsuit is baseless. What? The case is... What? The case is dismissed. Oh, my God. Yep. I hate the legal system. Um, so I'm going to, like, kind of fast forward through the summer of 2015. Okay. Basically, the EPA announces a memo saying that high levels of lead are in the Flint water. Okay. Warning that the city is not providing corrosion control treatment. Okay. Um, basically, they've tested water in Flint that has levels as high as 13,200 parts per billion. Oh, my God. That's, like, That's insane. bad. Yeah. Um, so they've tested it in several homes, and it, it's like it's being found. Okay. Um, in July, um, the mayor, he does this thing where he drinks a cup of tap water on TV. Of to course like he does. ensure residents that it's safe. And then he goes and spits it out. Mm-hmm. Well, 
Probably. I don't know. That was speculation, guys. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, anyone in that's worried about drinking the water in Flint can relax. They tested 170 homes and there was no widespread problem. Oh my god. They didn't say where they tested them, just so you know. Oh my god. Yep. Um... So, July 22nd, my birthday. The what? Governor Snyder, oh my god, our birthdays are so close. Are they really? Have we talked about this before? I don't think so. July 29. Oh, wow. Let's have a joint birthday party. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, should we raise money for Flint for our birthday? Yeah! That would be so That would fun. be so cool. Yes. It'll be like, instead of we presents, we'll be like, hey. Okay. Donate some money. So oh my god, yes. <laughs> Governor Snyder's office, he releases this letter um, okay. saying, I'm frustrated by the water issue in Flint. I really don't think people are getting the benefit of the Governor doubt. Snyder, $2,000 grant. Yeah. $20,000 grant. Now they are concerned, and rightfully so, about the lead level studies they are receiving. So can you take a moment out of your impossible schedule to personally take a look at this? And to, who is he saying this to? Department of Community Health for Michigan. Okay. 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 Um... So, the Department of Environmental Quality orders Flint to optimize corrosion control in the water. Um, A team from Virginia Tech conducted a water quality study, issues a preliminary report indicating 40% of homes have elevated lead levels. That's almost half the homes in the city. That's literally, it's not an okay amount. So, then in September, the APA announces it will assist Flint in developing a a control treatment for the water. Oh, my gosh. Basically, though... It's come down to the city needs to upgrade its infrastructure. Right. Um, but then there's also, like, skepticism going around about these studies. Like, oh, are they telling the truth? Right. Like, and there's so much going around because no one can be sure. Yeah. Oh, and, and let me paint another picture for you. Okay. So I watched an awesome documentary on Netflix. Okay. It's called Flint Town. Okay. It's about the, um, the police department in okay. Flint, Michigan. Okay. Okay. And it's so fascinating because that really cool. it follows the storyline of these Flint police officers okay. while that this lead issue is happening in the oh water. Oh my god. And let me tell you, they have a hard job. Yeah. Flint, Michigan is a an extremely diverse community. Uh-huh. Um, and as I said, extremely poor. Right. So there is a lot of crime. Oh no. Lots of shootings, lots of burglaries. Yeah. Lots of disrespect for police. Right. Which because of things around the the country. Right. Rightfully so. Right. You think about it, 2016, 2015, that was That was right in the middle. Time. That was not a good time. That was not a good time yeah. for relationships with police, right? No. So, as this is all happening, there's lots of skepticism about who's telling the truth. Right. Is it the, the people running the city? Right. That may happen to be wealthier or more powerful? Are they telling the truth? Right. Or is this the... the state of Michigan, are they telling the truth? Are these people that are coming in from other states to help us, right. are they telling the truth? Oh and so, no one, no knows one knows. Because no one can be certain how could anymore. You know? yeah. So, basically, uh, October 2015, the governor, the governor, he signs a bill saying that they're going to appropriate $9.35 million to help Flint reconnect to Detroit water. Okay. Okay, they switch back to Detroit water in October. Okay. The next day. Wow. Um, it, the residents are cautioned that it will take, like, weeks for the system to probably be flushed out. Okay. Um, and there may be lingering issues. Okay. Um, they, they then establish a Flint Safe Drinking Water Task Force. Okay. So, the EPA publishes a final redacted version of its... 
uh, of its report on high lead levels in three Flint homes, including okay. Walter's residence. Okay. No. Yes. Bad. Remember Leanne? Leanne. Poor Leanne, Poor right? Poor Leanne. Is everyone shitting on her? So residents, they file another lawsuit claiming that 14 state and city officials, including Governor Snyder, knowingly exposed Flint residents to toxic water. Great. So this is where the controversy comes in. Okay. They're saying these officials all knew that this was happening, but didn't do anything about it for how long? So long. Almost an entire year. Yeah. Um, that's no good. And that's kind of what did happen. So, so this is what's, this is what's interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, December 14th. December 14th. When, when people take action together, this things happen. Right. December 14th, a month after residents filed the class action lawsuit. Right. Flint, the city of Flint declares a state of emergency. Okay. January 5th, Governor Snyder declares a state of emergency. (laughs) In the entire county there. Oh, my God. Um, January 12th, the Michigan National Guard is mobilized to help distribute bottled water. Wow. Um, January 14th, Governor Snyder writes President Barack Obama. You remember Obama? Yeah, man, what a good dude. (laughs) Uh, Also, like, this is only happening, what, like, three years into the whole thing. that They're actually getting, like, bottled water and clean water, right? Yes. That's so late. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Yes, because they made this transition in twenty thirteen. Because they pretended that like it would. They be made fine. the des- they made the decision in twenty twelve to switch. Twenty thirteen it started. Twenty fourteen they noticed issues. Twenty sixteen they, they finally, finally are did. getting help. Oh my god. So, this is also interesting. They estimate that it will cost fifty five million dollars to install the lead free pipes throughout the city. Wow. Yep. God. The president declines, unfortunately, to declare a disaster in Flint. Instead, he authorized $5 million in aid. Okay. Um, he just, he does declare a state of emergency in the city, not a disaster. So okay. there is a difference, okay. just so you know. Huh. Um, but the state of emergency allows the F- FEMA to come out. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so... So they're finally getting help, at They're least. finally getting some help. Okay. Uh, so now we're in 2016, right? Kind okay. of still a crazy time to be alive right um this is kind of touched on in the netflix documentary okay docuseries sorry docuseries. It's, that's multiple episodes okay um the election is happening at this time too oh n- and really s- and s- like the presidential election right so there's so many factors yes and as this is all happening at the beginning of 2016 you know president trump um now president trump right he was visiting there hillary clinton was visiting there everyone was all going. these people were going there like trying to Campaign. Campaign. Yeah. Sadly, using these people's, using these people like, rough life. For their own political yeah. gain. God, I hate humans. <clears throat> I know. Um, so, basically, in January, the EPA criticizes the state's slow response, as they should have. And then they start to issue some concerns about the construction of the new pipeline. Remember? No. Remember when they said they were building a new pipeline right. to Lake Huron? Right, right. Nope. I haven't really seen much about that. No, no. Oh my God. What the yeah. heck? Yeah, so... Uh, what even is this? Uh-huh. So there's another another lawsuit that's filed um, in Detroit against the state. Okay. Alleging that there was a violation of the Safe Water Drinking Act. Okay. Um, which I believe basically just says that every United States citizen has rights to to safe drinking water. Right. Um, in March, Governor Snyder testifies before the House Committee um, on oversight government reform. Okay. Um, and then March 31st, 
Um, attorneys, including some of the NAACP, filed a class action lawsuit against um, the state of Michigan, Governor Snyder, and others. Um, basically seeking damages for those affected by the water crisis. That's so good. Yeah. Well, that is good. Is it's, it? It's Am good. I listening anymore? Well, <laughs> it's good. Um, it's also tough, though, because, it's... like, Governor Snyder... Like, so in the docuseries, they always they also, like, touch on the governor's... Really? Like, role in it. Okay. And how, like, he's also dealing with all this crime and things like that, and so they're like... He's treading he's so, lightly, so lightly, and I think he, I, well, in my opinion, I think he treads so lightly that... He didn't do anything. It just, he just couldn't do anything. Oh, what a hard situation. What a hard job, yeah. right? And, like, oh, I feel man. bad for him. Right. You but have like, to feel I bad also, for everyone, but also uh-huh. you're like, oh! Yep. It's hard to have sympathy, too. So I think this is the last of the, the lawsuits. In April 25th, 514 residents and former residents of Flint... Wow. File a ca- class action lawsuit against the EPA. Okay. The plaintiffs allege negligence and demand for more than $220 million in damages. Good. Basically, people are like, we are dying. We are sick. Right. You're literally killing us. Yeah. Um, and that was against the EPA. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, because they had stepped in too, but yeah. But didn't do anything. Yeah. May 4th, President Obama visits Flint um, to hear firsthand how residents like have endured the crisis. Right. Um, basically... There's just lots of like court battles now. Yeah. Um, July 29th. Um, oh, that's my birthday. Six. <laughs> six well, not good. Not really a celebration. Six current and former state workers are charged as the criminal oh. investigation continues. Yeah. Um, then there's another lawsuit filed against the school district for exposing students to it, to oh the water. Um, so then, by November 10th, the state of Michigan and the city of Flint are ordered by the court to deliver bottled water to homes where the government hasn't checked to ensure the filters are working properly. Oh, my gosh. Um, Damn. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, December 20th. It's so hard, too, because, like, cities don't have, like, money just yeah, to throw out the don't. problem like they really corporations don't. do. No. Um, four officials, two of Flint's former emergency managers, um, and two water plant officials are charged with felonies. Yikes. Um, a false pretenses and conspiracy. Oh, bad, bad. Yeah. They're accused of misleading the Michigan Department of Treasury into getting millions in bonds and then misuse the money to refi- to finance the construction of a new pipeline. Oh, no. So do you remember how they were planning on building that pipeline? Yeah. That was those people, and then they just stole the money that was going to be used for the pipeline. No. Yeah, no. How bad is that? That's really bad. Jeez. Oh my uh, god. I The no story good. no bueno. It just kind of gets crazier and crazier. Yeah. Um and so by 2017 there's like more than like 15 lawsuits oh out in the, out there like going through court. Um it, it's it's pretty bad and yeah. by that time there's documentaries being filmed yep, in the city yep. and like it's all it's under like the all lens. under the public eye yes. media's blowing it up right oh um, man so march 2017 uh or march 17th of 2017 the okay. epa announces that it has awarded 100 million dollars to sit to city okay. of flint for drinking water infrastructure so that should be good right because right. they said 55 million would help them replace all the pipes that they needed okay right right um a federal judge approves 97 million dollars in settlement officially um, and so they're saying that they're going to use that to replace all the water lines, um, for at least 18,000 Flint residents by 2020. Okay. So 
They're working They're towards working it, on it, but it's slow. That was in 2017, though. Yeah. And they still don't have clean water, right? I don't, I, I, I'm pretty sure so. there's still people that don't have clean water. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Like, that's what, 2012? So, yeah. seven years? God. Um, seven so, years this is ago. kind of scary. Um, the Michigan Attorney General's office announced that several state officials have been charged with inv- involuntary manslaughter. Oh, in my connection, God, because people were had died from it. In connection with a Legionnaire's outbreak. So, a Legionnaire's disease... Um, I really don't know much about it, but basically they were charged saying that more than 12 people died um, between June 2014 and November 2015 because of this Legionnaire's disease oh, that, was that was linked to, to lead poisoning. Jesus. <clears throat> um, so, yeah it's, yeah, it's tough because Governor Snyder is kind of tied into this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he is. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, he announces the end of a free bottled water program in Flint in April 2018, um, claiming the water quality has been restored um, because they've they've done all the bottled water, but now they've, like, distributed all the filters to the homes. Okay. Um, so and so they're saying that it's water. done. Um, July 19th, 2018, the EPA Inspector General publishes a report that strongly criticizes the local, state, and federal government's delayed response to the water crisis. Basically saying, like, okay, this was a problem. Mm -hmm. This is what we need to move from now on. Um, So, basically, that Legionnaire's disease outbreak lawsuit, um, the judge rules that there wasn't enough evidence to connect it. So, those guys were dropped. Those charges were dropped for the involuntary manslaughter. Which, I don't know if that's the right call or not, but... Right. That's also a really tough thing to, like, uh-huh. say, you know? Yeah, the um, court made the decision, then they probably know more than we do. So. Yeah. Um, and so, basically, the latest update is that April 18th, 2019, this is, the like, the latest update. U.S. Judge Linda V. Parker rules that Flint residents can proceed with lawsuits against the federal government in connection with the city's water crisis. So... I think right now there are still tons of lawsuits out yeah. in the, out working through the courts right now. For real. Um, but, like, hopefully it's going to get the people that are responsible for the negligence. Yeah. God, and not, what a hard situation. And what frustrates me is, is I don't want it to, like, attack the people that right. didn't have the ability to, to do anything. To do anything about it. Yeah. Right. Because then it's like, oh, so stinky. Yep. What a stinky situation. So, I, f- I don't know about that pipeline. Yeah. I, so it it's it sounds like the what it was just a like let's steal some money. So they're the saying that the water's good now. So we're not so. gonna do it. So I I'm not sure exactly where they're at right now, but okay. wow, that's where we're at. That's the story Whew. of the Flint water crisis. Damn, how good to know. Sorry, that was really long. <laughs> it's good though. Get everyone all like learned up. Yeah, Whew. no kidding. Mine's quick, so it'll be that's perfect. Sweet. We'll okay. do a quick little happy finish it off. Round out the episode. Great. Damn, Flint, man. Oh, that's hard. Yeah, sorry to bum you all out, but yeah. I thought it was important to tell. I think it's really important to tell. <laughs> so, I'm going to talk about saving an endangered species. Ooh. And, like, they did it, and they were really successful, and it's, like, back, and it's not even, like, threatened. Whoa. Like, they did such a good job. This is so cool. Um, so, this is a story about a California island fox... Um, if you're interested and you like this story, I, like, really recommend watching this video, um, that NPR put out. It's called, um, shoot, I just had it pulled up and I don't anymore. Um, but if you, like, Google NPR and you Google once extinct California island fox, it'll be, uh, it'll pop up. It'll be good. Um, is it? 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> hold, please. Hold, please, for Good technical times. difficulties. So, okay. So, there's this fox in California. It's adorable. It's the cutest fox that you've ever seen. It's four pounds, tiny. It's like a kitten size. <laughs> and it just lives on these little islands. They're called um, the, Sa- the Santa Catalina Island oh. off the co- coast of Southern California. So Sounds nice. this fox is living its best life. It's moved to Southern California. It lives on an island. Like, 10 out of 10. If I was an animal, this is the fox that now, I'd want to be. Do people live on these islands? Or are you going to get to that? You know, I don't know. I don't think so. Not okay. a, not a, or and, and if they do, it's not like like big cities They're or not anything. Like, okay, yeah. It's like, yeah. Because when I picture like Southern California, I right. picture like LA, San Diego, yes, like, like dense neighborhoods and, but yeah. like, these so islands, not that at all. These islands are like, yeah, they're like, okay. yeah, they're kind of like wilderness, but not really, I think. But also, yeah, I don't know. Either way. Okay. So, okay. 12, so, okay. I don't even like know how to tell this story, but basically, um, 12 years ago, this fox was like, very endangered. There was like it as they have they do in the video. They have the huge map and they put like little foxes around the island. And there's like probably like a hundred foxes there. And like and then they like wipe them all out. And there's two left, right? Mm. So it's like this and it, like these foxes were endangered and it happened like overnight, basically. Wow. Like they were there one day and the next day people were like, "Where'd all those foxes go?" Right? And everyone's like, "I don't know." Um. So. Basically, this island ecosystem, um, okay, looks like this. So, it's, they realize the foxes are gone, um, they start trying to save them. Okay. Diminutive island fox is what lives there. Wow. Can you tell I'm so prepared? You are prepared. I believe you. Um, okay, so... 2000, it's year 2000, only a dozen island foxes are left on this island. Um, We're like, we got to bring back the foxes. So then we look at the ecosystem. We're like, why did they disappear? So on the island, there were um, non-native pigs introduced in the 19th century. Um, And those pigs were like, just like competing for the ecosystem Mm -hmm. with the foxes. Um, and they're also like where bald eagles were a part of that ecosystem. Now, bald eagles don't eat small mammals, they eat fish. Um, so back in the 19th century, like even with the pigs there and the bald, like the pigs were kind of threatening them a little bit, so that kind of started it. But the bald eagles were just kind of living their life, and the foxes were living their life. Fox is like apex predator on the island, top of the food okay. chain, okay. um, and Kind of bald eagle, too, but, like, in different food chains. Different food chains, yeah. So the bald eagle eats the fish from the ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't give you a year, but um, back, like, kind of right in the 60s, we started using DDT yes. on everything. Yep. Um, there was a DDT, like, manufacturing plant in Southern California that okay. was dumping all of its waste into... So can you explain what DDT was used for? Okay, yeah. So DDT is, like, a pesticide that mm-hmm. people spray on their crops. Yep. Um, so it was, like, a way... It was, like, developed in World War II? I think so. Um, yeah, so, to, like, stop a malaria outbreak of mosquitoes there. 
Um, and so basically, like, they wiped out, like, malaria, mosquitoes in Europe, but people didn't realize that, like, it was, it's so chemically concentrated that it, like, not only does it kill the malaria mosquitoes, it basically kills everything. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's this GDT plant dumping its waste into the ocean, right? We didn't really know that was bad back then. Um. (laughs) Which, you know, it can't. Right? I don't get that. It's so dumb. So dumb. But, right, let's, let's dump it, um. So the fish were then eating the algae that had taken in the DDT. Then the bigger fish eat the DDT fish, and the DDT biomagnifies. So basically, like, when a small animal is eaten by a bigger animal, the chemical accumulation doubles, basically. Yeah. So that's why, like, pregnant women in, like, Japan and stuff, where they've, like, industrialized so quickly um, Mm -hmm. and have dumped all this horrible stuff, like, they're, like, have these, their babies have these horrible, like, deformations and stuff like it's just like really bad right because it like increases up the food chain so even though like if we humans weren't like in the ocean eating like with the ddt right but if we ate a fish that had ate a smaller fish that ate a smaller fish that ate a smaller plant right we're getting what five times the ddt that that smaller fish got wow yeah yeah um so that basically happened and all of this ddt got into the fishes and the golden eagle ate the fish and then the bald eagles died because they ate like all this these chemicals um and then they like start right and then the bald eagles that are left realize that it's not a viable food source and they move out and a new um bird moves in with like a new like apex predator bird um and it was called i don't know if it's in this article it might have only been on the video non-native golden eagle is what moved in in. golden eagles yep so instead of eating fish, golden eagles eat small mammals like pigs and island foxes. So they're like, this is why they all disappeared, because this golden eagle came in and starts eating the foxes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So they're like, okay, how are we going to fix this? Um, so basically, like, the Nature Conservancy and then their National Park Service get together and they're like, okay, like, we're going to fix this. We're going to bring this, like, fox species back. So they go through and they, like, come up with this multi-stage program that's going to eliminate everything. So the pigs are what have to go first. I'm worried that we're going to, like, go over an hour. (laughs) Andrew will check the time. Um, But, okay, we're doing great. Yeah. Um, (laughs) We're fine. (laughs) Pigs had to go first, so, like, animal rights groups weren't happy, but, like, they were in an invasive, non-native species. Yeah, they didn't belong there. So, like, they, like, the lady in the video, like, is all like, yeah, it was, like, a hard moral choice, but we realized that it wasn't right. And that's sometimes, that's what you have to do for conservation. Yeah, yes, you do. So, they, like, went in with these helicopters and snipers, and they, like, like, let all these people, like, kill these pigs, and I think it took, like... I want to say like two years or like eighteen months. Wow! Um, and they to like, get all they the got pigs. them all. Yeah, really. They did, and they got all these pigs out, right? So then they're like, okay, now we have to get the we have to relocate the golden eagles. So they like tried all these weird ways to like capture them. Like they had this little like thing that they put a fake egg in their nests, and they like were gonna have it like poke up and inject them with like a uh, a sleeping thing, so they could like take them and move them. Uh-huh. But it like never worked because they would the egg would roll around, and then the needle would like miss the bird. So eventually they started like chasing them with like helicopters and then like firing nets at the birds but of it like they relocated all the birds okay um and the bald eagles they like started breeding them and they put in they like 
released some of these breeded bald eagles into the area and they like met up and they had a little baby bald eagle so they're like they literally and like, bald eagle numbers ecosystem because bald eagle numbers were also bad low yeah but they've made a huge comeback too. huge right? comeback yeah, yeah, yeah throughout the entire country right yeah no cool. it's like this okay. is so cool so they like brought these eagles in these eagles had baby eagles the eagles started eating the fish again i don't know like because we've cleaned up the ddt by now yes we have. um and the foxes come back 6,000 island foxes are now back on the island. 6,000. 6,000! So it's like, it was so cool. It took them a really long time. It took them like seven years. But they brought a species like on the verge of extinction back. That's so cool. It was amazing. It was like the coolest thing that ever happened ever. (laughs) So yeah, that's a little happy note to end your daily podcast. (laughs) Yeah, that's Yay! that's fantastic. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that, Hannah. Yeah. Oh man, that was a long, that episode, was a long episode. But you guys. know what, guys? I feel like it was a good one. I think it was a good one. A I winner. think we learned a lot. Oh, uh, I learned a lot. I learned a lot. I didn't know okay. that much about Flint. I'm gonna watch that not like docu series. You should. Yes, everyone really should good. watch that. Yeah, yeah. Flint Town. Flint Town. Um, yeah. On Netflix. Awesome. Yeah. And then I can link the I'll link the video on the foxes. Yeah, because it's very uplifting. Yeah, and we'll drop some details. we'll drop some pictures on social media to show you guys what, what we're talking about. So, well, thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. It's the whole crew, and we're gonna sign out. Have a good week, guys. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bye. Bye.